Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to this very sore throat episode of a Colts podcast. I'm Brandon, and I sound like shit, and I'm joined by your co-host and my best friend, Andrew Moore. How are you, kind sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. I'm ready for ready for the Colts to get past the Tennessee loss. And it's a Thursday night football matchup at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts' only primetime game at home this year. But it's a game the Colts absolutely need to win. I know the Jets just came off of a big win against the Bengals, but it's it, the Colts need to step up. And usually these are the games that the Colts step up against against teams that aren't aren't as good as the upper elite of each conference but uh i'm excited how are you doing man i'm doing fine uh all the talking at work is is getting to me i think uh just all the green tea in the world couldn't save me right now i don't think but i'm fine i'm good i'm ready for tomorrow night i'm ready to uh you know have a little cleansing of of this past weekend's lost i hope real quick don't forget go follow us at a colts podcast on instagram twitter and facebook uh a colts podcast uh pretty simple tell your friends hey man where do you get your colts news well i listen to a colts podcast uh yeah andrew so first home game in a while uh for prime time that is over what four years three years now it's been something ridiculous like that been a while. I haven't. There hasn't been a home primetime game since I got season tickets, and this is my third season. So it's it's been some time. And the Colts open as a minus five ninety favorite against the Jets, uh, plus four ten. Spreads ten and a half. Uh, over under set at forty six. I don't know what to expect out of the Jets. Um. Exactly. And uh, what what I'm concerned about is they beat two of the best teams in the AFC. I mean, the the the, the Bengals, unbelievably, were ranked number one in the AFC as of last week, um, and their backup quarterback came in and beat them. They beat the Tennessee Titans, which we have failed to do twice. Um, so as Wentz season says here, uh, I think the Jets are better than their record. I think he's right. Um, I don't know how much better or, you know, it's just the team that everybody takes lightly um, and forgets, you know, that they are still an NFL team. I don't think after that big win against the uh, Bengals last week and coming off a loss uh, that the Colts are going to do any uh, taking the Jets lightly, you know, but I'm, I'm not even going to say must win even anymore the rest of the season because it just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, They're almost wins pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we, we just can't lose any more games realistically and we are going to lose uh more games this year so we need other teams to lose more than we need to win right now i feel like but what's your initial feeling on uh the jets and their recent success against pretty good football team the jets are a tough team to 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 really analyze and really kind of predict what they're going to do just because i mean they have their two wins on the year are against very good teams they beat tennessee and they beat cincinnati last week right but then you there you have where sometimes they go out there and they lay an absolute egg. I mean, they gave up 54 points to Mac Jones and the new England Patriots. So it's like, which version of the jets are you going to get? Are you going to get them? The Mike white, are you going to get famous Jameis? Are you going to get Jameis needs glasses? You know? There we go. It's pretty much the same thing as that. RIP to Jameis torn ACL. Dude, that was Uh, nasty. We talked about this already, but my goodness, carry on. 
anyways yeah but it, it just kind of depends what what jet your what jets team you're gonna get are you gonna get the team that, that can play against the top teams or are you gonna get the team that lays an absolute egg and, and the way the colts ended last week i mean i know they're pissed off darius leonard i think it was yesterday or maybe even today said that he's still a little stung about it so i know you know he's ready to go out and have a big game and we're, we're going to talk about each individual asset and how they can respond but i think that the jets if they're wanting to carry over what they did on sunday against the Bengals, it's going to be tough because this colts team is going to be ready to play before we get into our first topic andrew i have a this should be something we talk about every week honestly uh just what's your biggest concern what's your biggest concern in regards to this game in general my biggest concern is probably I, I want to see how Carson Wentz responds and and basically how how his meant what his what he, where he's at mentally with all this. Yeah. If he if he goes out in the first quarter and and starts playing how he did in the fourth quarter, I think we have legitimate con, uh, a legitimate cause for concern there because we I mean we've seen Carson Wentz have some some iffy if he plays here and there, but it seemed like that entire quarter against the, against the Tennessee Titans, it was just bad, bad decision-making. He, he looked like he was panicked, flustered in the pocket. And, and I, if I want to see him get past that, I don't want to see that linger into the first quarter of this game. And I think that's something that, that I'm really going to be watching for at least early in the game. And, and if I, if he can get past that, I think the Colts will be fine everywhere else. But I think that's what, just the unknown of how Carson Wentz is going to respond the, on, on Thursday night. And mine, I would say, is that Jets offense because there's only one game of tape on them. So I'm really concerned about how they might mix it up this week. So I'll keep it short because it was just a quick question. And, of course, you took us into our first topic. Uh, will Carson Wentz bounce back, Andrew? The Jets are 27th against the pass. Um, I believe their defensive line is a little better. Um than that uh so we obviously always have to worry about Carson getting sacked Carson fumbling or you know just trying to run away and doing something absolutely hideously stupid with the football um I think mentally I think he does I think he's the kind of guy that oh man I guess this kind of is off character for him I guess what I'm about to say doesn't make sense but I do think he's able just with the environment he's in now compared to when he was with the Eagles I don't think uh I don't think it's as negative of an, of an environment, so I believe he's going to be able to bounce back mentally. Uh, and and, and play-wise, yeah, I mean, this feels like a game he should dominate. It really should. And and I think, I mean, we, we've been really caught up in, in what happened against Tennessee the last few days. But in the four games leading up to Tennessee, Carson Wentz was averaging – he was playing very good football. He was averaging 250 yards, two touchdowns. I think he was averaging a quarterback rating of 119. So he was playing damn good football. I think that's what the Colts really need to get back to. And again, and I I don't want to lead us into our next topic, but quite yet, but it's all about how how the Colts offense is going to manage that 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 balance between the running game and the passing game. We cannot have Carson Wentz throwing it 51 times again. Carson, that's just not that he can't do it and not that he, he, it's not like he can have here. He, he can't have successful games if he does throw it that much, but there's no reason to, when you have guys like Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and you have that offensive line that the Indianapolis Colts do, especially when they, 
out of the passing, out of pass protection or, or going up and run blocking, the run blocking has been the strength of this offensive line this year. Yep. I think the Colts really need to rely on that. So I, w- I would like to see a more balanced game out of this Colts offense. I want to see more RPOs and and more running back screens. I When I was looking through the film of the Titans game, when the Colts were having success early, it was a lot of those running back screens, getting the ball into Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines' hands in space and letting them go to work. It was yeah. the RPO action where it brought the defense in, and then there was a walk-in touchdown to Jack Doyle. There was numerous completions to, to Michael Pittman Jr., who I'm sure is going to be have a lot of a lot more targets tomorrow night so i think we can use those things not only to just get easy plays because it makes the Colts offense look very easy but it gets carson wentz into a rhythm as well so just just kind of using those things that the colts relied upon when they when they played so well on offense against against baltimore against houston kind of going back to those concepts getting carson wentz in a rhythm relying on the running game and not putting so much on the shoulders of carson wentz and i think the colts will be successful I think the key to making sure he does bounce back is, uh, you know, obviously he's got to mentally, you know, put last week behind him. But mm-hmm. I think Frank Reich has a lot to do with it. Frank Reich needs to help him uh, get past it and bounce back. And he needs to, like you said, it needs to be more balanced. We need to run the ball well. We need to play ahead of the chains. We can't have penalties. We need to be disciplined. Um, because, you know, he's going to feel a lot less pressure on third and two than he's going to feel on third and ten or third and 15, mm-hmm. and, and and realistically, we're not great at converting those ones unless we're just throwing it down. We You know, we are, play action, toss it on down to Michael Pittman Jr. So, um, yeah, I would say I would say that uh, I would say he would bounce back overall, bounce back. Yeah, I think, there, I think there is a good chance, and I'm excited to see it. I really want to see Carson Wentz kind of settle down in the game. Uh, I, I don't – the thing that I really just don't want to see is those turnover-worthy plays. I don't want to see the stupid, when you're about to go down for a sack, try to shovel pass it. Yeah. I don't want to see when you're trying to switch hands and throw it with your left hand. I want to see smart football out of Carson Wentz tomorrow night. Yeah, one season says Reich did say one season says a lot, and at this point, sorry, pal, I can't throw them all up, right? But uh, Reich did say uh, on a short week like this, he already goes back to plays that worked in other games. He said, "Keep it simple," um, and I would hope that involves running the ball more too. That would just make sense to go in, you know, in line with that. But that's a great point. I remember Frank Reich saying that, uh, and that's definitely true. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I mean, it kind of goes into our next point is we, we need to see more touches from Jonathan Taylor. I was looking up for my, for my keys to watch piece that's coming out tomorrow morning. I was kind of looking up just, just the correlation between the wins and the losses between when Jonathan Taylor is, is very involved and gets a lot of touches or a lot of carries first when he doesn't. So when Jonathan Taylor gets 18 or more carries in a game, the Colts are five and one in those games. When he has seventeen or less, the Colts are nine and eight. That's yeah, a pretty big, pretty big difference. The, and I think it's safe to say, uh, you, I would, I would assume you'd agree with me. Jonathan Taylor is the Colts' best offensive weapon right now, and yeah. I, I don't think there's any, there's any argument that can be made. I mean, Michael Pittman is ascending. There's always T.Y. Hilton there, but Jonathan Taylor is the guy. He's yep. the best offensive player on the Colts. 
you need to get the ball in his hands and make a concerted effort to get the ball in his hands more. Frank Reich said, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's just handing it off. I don't care if it's tosses. I don't care if it's throws. And honestly, it could be fewer screens to be, to be completely honest, but just find a way. It doesn't matter. Players like LaDamian Tomlinson, Christian McCaffrey, uh, I'm uh, uh, Darren Sproul. I mean, you could, uh, these backs, that have been so good, you just find a way to get them the ball and give them a little space. You, that's just mm-hmm. what you do, and Frank needs to focus on that. Carson Wentz is not the best player on this team, not not, not even close. None of the none of the receivers are the best player on this team. Okay, you got to get the ball in your playmaker's hand, and it, it, that's number twenty eight. Right, and I'm not talking about 30 to 35 carries a game either. I don't believe me. I do not want the Colts to run Jonathan Taylor into the ground. What the Titans are doing to Derrick Henry, but I think on average the Colts should at least get him 20 carries and and a few catches a game. Yeah, make the the defense is already zoning in on on Jonathan Taylor, and he's still beating him. So if you make him a more prevalent part of that offense, then they're thinking, okay, we are sold. What's he averaging? Four yards a carry. I think he's averaging up close to four, four and a half yards yeah. to carry. Because um, after so contact, even when there's four guys on him, he pushes it four yards. <laughs> right. And so uh, that's I think that's a huge key to success for this Colts offense is just making sure Jonathan Taylor stays more involved. And I'm not, and I'm also talking about especially in the second half. It seems like yeah. we get it seems like the Colts do make a concerted effort. Even if we're in the lead. To get Jonathan Taylor the ball early in the game. But at the end of the game last week in fourth quarter and overtime, Jonathan Taylor had one run. He had one touch of the football. That's unacceptable. I don't care if you are down. Jonathan Taylor, you should still be used in the passing game. I, and again, I'm not saying about force feeding him the ball. I don't want him to get it 30 times a game, but I think he should still be priority number one in this offense because he just does so many things well and so many good things happen when the ball is in JT's hands. I honestly feel like sometimes. Uh, I honestly feel like sometimes Frank is just such a good guy and a hat, you know, like, it's like, he's like, no, we got to make sure everybody touches the ball this week, guys. We really, we really want to make sure everybody gets their turn. It, we don't need turns. <laughs> I mean, isn't that ridiculous? I just can't like that just popped in my head, but like I, I could see him feeling that way internally and, and that resulting in shitty game plans. So I was listening to another Colts podcast this week and, and they made an interesting point. They said that, that with Frank Reich, he, he's such an intellectual person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, and, and I, and thinking about it, We've this does make sense. This. Sometimes he overthinks things yeah. and he, he overthinks himself like along the goal line. You're thinking, Oh, they're not going to be expecting this. Let's do a throw a tight end screen down there. He overthinks things and sometimes a blow. Which, up his which face. then in the, in the post game presser, he goes, I've been coaching football too long to, to make such a stupid decision. That's a terrible yeah. call. You never make he that call it. down here. Well, he knew it. He, if you never make that call, there's a reason for it. Yep. He knew it. He knew it was wrong. He just got in his own head. He overthink it. He overthink it. He overthought it. And overthink it. And, and look what happened. <laughs> so hey, it's been a long day of talking for me as well. So it's it's. I think Frank Reich just kind of needs to stick to his guns. No, he knows his players. He knows what works for them. Don't overthink it. Sometimes football is simple, and I think Frank Reich needs to needs to kind of keep that in mind sometimes when he is stressing or trying to overthink uh, uh, on a play in a crucial situation. 
Oh, and by the way, I did I did look it up. Jonathan Taylor, not four yards a carry. He's averaging five point four yards just a carry this season. Egregious. It's, it's fantastic, man. This it's the, insane. The dude, the dude's next. The dude's next level with the Derrick Henry injury. I fully expect Jonathan Taylor to lead the league in rushing this year. I would say, like last draft class, last year's not this one. Uh, last year's draft class is right up there. Right up there with one of Chris Ballard's best. I mean, I mean, twenty-eight. It's I've noticed something. It seems like the even number of years, Chris Ballard has elite draft classes. Twenty eighteen with Nelson, uh, Leonard, Leonard and Smith. Then twenty twenty with Pittman, Taylor, and Blackman. Yeah, and, and then twenty seventeen wasn't the greatest. I mean, you got Grover Stewart and Marlon Mack. Twenty nineteen definitely wasn't the greatest. I mean, Rocky Sin and Kari Willis maybe. Um, and then this year we'll see how and Rogers last and, year too. Yeah, Isaiah not Rogers bad. not too bad either. And and we'll see how how Quiddy Pay and Dio Dangbo work out. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Oh, how the and let's not years, for, oh, has buddy, you forgot a very important one from oh, last Strong. year. Uh, no, oh no, he wasn't a draft pick. He was a uh, rookie free agent, Mister uh, Hot Rod Hot himself. Rod. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, moving along here. Are we, are we good on offense? I mean, what is there to talk about if we do not? I think we, we covered pretty much we don't everything do well. on offense. Besides, besides, we know Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have another big game. Yeah, go ahead and bet on like him he, to score a touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did try to do something different for Bad Beats with Brandon this week because last week I had a good uh, little bet, and it involved touchdown. But, like, the, the sports book I've got all my money in right now that's not DraftKings is very limited on some of the, the game props and stuff, so I'm a little pissed off. But um, All right, Mike White. Took the league by storm. There's no quarterback controversy in New York. Okay, guys. I like people think legitimately that might be true. He's got as many wins as Zach Wilson. Hey, and and does, by the way, is the, the same amount of games. Zach Wilson started out one and zero. The thing is, people does forget. Zach Wilson does Zach Wilson have his jersey in the Hall of Fame like Mike White? I don't think he does. People forget that. What jersey are you? What are you talking about? They took his jersey from last game, and to, and it's in the Hall of Fame now because of he was the first player in their first start to have like over four hundred yards and, and three touchdowns or something. But his he's got memorabilia in the Hall of Fame, and Zach Wilson doesn't. He had the People most. For, he had the most passing yards in the league too. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> wild. But I, I I don't expect that to happen again no. this week for Mike White. Even even though the Colts' pass defense not Egregious. good. Not okay. great. I, I don't think I don't think he's going to have that amount of success like he did a week ago. He's got some tape on him now. Again, this Colts defense is is going to be a little bit different. They've seen what coverages do work against Mike White. They see what coverages he he had success against last week against the Bengals, and I think that's going to play into his hand, play into the Colts defense's hands. I and, I'll give you this. I don't know a damn thing about the defensive coordinator for the Bengals. I know that's a good defense. Typically, um, but I do think Eberflus uh, is, is good against young guys, and I think he'll be able to mix it up well enough to really throw this dude off. I mean, he's kind of like a Bill Belichick esque uh, approach. That's the thing too. The, it seems like with Matt Eberflus and this Colts defense, they dominate against quarterbacks that that aren't in the upper elite. That but then when they face good quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks 
are the ones that, that give them a lot of trouble. So when you're playing against a Jacoby Brissett or a Davis Mills, you're going to have success. But when you're going up against a, a Lamar Jackson, or a, a Ryan Tannehill, that's when the, the Colts defense doesn't seem to hold up. So Mike White, I would say he's probably closer to Davis Mills and Jacoby Brissett than he yeah. is Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill. So the Colts are going to give him different looks. They're going to set, they're going to definitely disguise some things and, and they're going to test his patience. They're going to see if Mike White can dink and dunk it down the field and, and really test his patience because you know, this Colts defense is going to be waiting for that opportunity to jump on a turnover. The the second that he is reckless with the football. Yeah. And this one season says here, they had a lot of dump offs that went for a lot of yards after catch, um, which, you know, that dink and dunk game, you know, we're a bend don't break kind of team. But if we, if we, uh, if we play too, you know, if we give a little too much space, that can that can eat us up a little bit. I think I think you're going to see um, some some a lot. Of, I think you're going to see quite a few drives in and a field goal for the Jets. Um, I don't think we're going to let them get in the end zone very often, especially with with Corey Davis isn't going to play. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson isn't playing. So the, mm-hmm. the and and they're which we're going to talk about here in a second. The Jets offensive line is a little bit banged up. Makai Becton is is out. Uh George, George Fant, who's been filling in for Makai Becton at left tackle. He's dealing with an ankle injury and is questionable. So when you when you have those guys out, it's gonna be tough to really convert in the red zone. And that's typically where the Colts I'm not going to say are their best because they certainly aren't. But before you get to that that point, usually the Colts can come through and get a stop. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that banged up offensive line. Our pass rush has not been great. What do you want? What do you want to see out of this defensive line? Two sacks, three sacks, tackles. You know, tackles for loss on runs. What do, What do we need to see? I don't know if I want to put a number on the sacks that I want to see, but I just want to see a lot more pressure. I don't want to see Mike White sitting back there in the pocket with all day to throw and, and being able to pick apart this defense or go wherever he wants to. With the football, I want to see a DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart pushing it up the middle so he doesn't have room to step up in the pocket. I want to see Quiddy Pay, and, and I, as my article this afternoon stated, I think this is a, a potential for a breakout game for Quiddy Pay because if he's going up against the Jets' third string left tackle, there is no reason that a first round pick in the NFL draft can't have success against a third string tackle in the NFL. Yeah. It, it, there's just no excuse for it. Quiddy Pay now is three games he's had three games under his belt since coming back from the hamstring injury he feels good he he didn't have his best game by any means last week I think he only recorded one tackle and I really didn't see him pressure Ryan Tannehill too much going up against Taylor Luan but if you're going to have that matchup for that Quiddy Pay has of going up against their third string left tackle, or even if it is George Fant, while George Fant is playing well, George Fant isn't a starting caliber tackle in this league. He's best as a swing yeah. tackle. So I think it's time. I think it's time for Quiddy Pay to have his breakout game and really show why the Colts were so excited about him and show why why they inv- are investing so much into him to be the future at, at that pass rush position. I wouldn't mind a sack or two from him. To, uh, tomorrow night, I wouldn't mind uh, a sack from Odangbo, my my guy Odangbro. That'd be dope. Oda- I think Odangbro is going to get plenty of snaps because Taekwon Lewis is not 
out there. I mean, towards ACL, he's done for the year. So you're going to see more snaps from guys like Kamoko Ture and Dio Dangbo. Maybe we'll see a Ben Banigou sighting as rare as they may be. But but I, I, I do agree with you that I think the more that Odangbo gets his legs underneath him and with the loss of Taekwon Lewis, we're going to see his role probably probably come together and probably ha- he'll have a more prominent role quicker than we thought. You know, I'm really bummed out that this game's tomorrow night. Why is that? Because I really wanted to go see Eternals, and now I might not to go, not get to go till Saturday. <laughs> what would note. you, what would you rather see, Eternals or Colts game? Honest to God, Eternals. Because if we lose to the Jets, <laughs> I'm going to quit this podcast. Uh, all right, X Factor, Andrew. You've already alluded to it. Go ahead. My X Factor is Quiddy Pay. It's like I said, it's time for the breakout game for Quiddy Pay. Everything is lining up perfectly for Pay to have a big game. And I think if Pay and this Colts deep this Colts defense, specifically the defensive line, can get pressure on Mike White, because usually young, inexperienced quarterbacks do not do well with pressure. That's going to be the key yeah. for this Colts team is to really get pressure on Mike White. Do not allow him to get into a rhythm and do not allow him to have easy passes down the field. Really get under his skin, really create that pressure, and I think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Colts if that happens. Uh, he's in the thumbnail, Forrest Buckner. Uh, and not just him. Jeez, Darius Leonard. <laughs> uh, and not just, not just him as a player, but his leadership. Um, I think after that last week, game I think he needs to rally the troops and I think the defense as a whole needs to play really well and I think he's he's going to be the key to making that happen um through his play and through his leadership so Terry Slender uh prediction I'll go first Colts by a million if there I have go. to stay up I'm I want to go to bed by before the third quarter's over okay uh that's what that's what I want because I'm tired all the time I never get to go to sleep. Uh, so I'd like to go to bed before the end of the third quarter. Um, I think I'll be able to do so. I think the Colts are going to handle the Jets. I think it's going to be like 34 to 17. You're going on the higher side. I, I'm going with the Colts as well. Uh, I'll be there, so I definitely won't be able to go to bed. I'll probably get home around 2 to 2.30, uh, so that's going to be a late night for me. Uh, but taking my brother Adam to his first game, and I think the Colts are going to do it. I think the Colts really have – they know what's at stake. They know they can't lose these games. I think the Colts will get some pressure on Mike White, and I think that Jonathan Taylor – they're going to make a statement that Jonathan Taylor is the best player on this Colts team. So I'm going to go 27 to 13. The Colts get the dub. Okay. 27, 13 is fine too. And they, and they cover, they cover too. They cover in mine as well. Did the, is it over hitting in mine? Let's see. What's what's the over 40, 46. What I say? 46, 34, 17. 17. Oh yeah, they do over. So the over, over would hit yours uh, over under would hit in mine. All right. Oh, shoot. Making the dogs bark. Uh, <laughs> classic. And now mine's dark. Oh, my God. Uh, Look other Colts news. Injuries. Andrew, my goodness. I love this list. It's a pretty good-looking list. So there's only four players on the Colts injury report this week. Colts really didn't do any practice this week. It was pretty much all walkthroughs because it was a short week. The Colts played a long game on Sunday. So 
they're going to take it easy. So the guys that will be out tomorrow night as T Y Hilton with a concussion and Kari Willis with a calf injury, both guys won't be suiting up. Quentin Nelson had a, uh, a toe injury this week where he was, he was limited Monday, didn't participate Tuesday and then would have been limited today. So he will be questionable. And then uh, Bo Pete keys. He had a hamstring and he came back. He should be good to go. So, it, I, my guess is Quentin Nelson does play, so it looks like the guy the Colts will just be without T.Y. Hilton and Akari Willis tomorrow night. I want Al Kadim Muhammad. Uh, I'm so sick and tired of anything below the knee. Sick of it. <laughs> I think all Colts fans are. I think all Colts fans, including the knee. I, I'm pretty sick of that too because I mean, if I hear had one more thing about a foot, I'm going to freaking break something. Uh, all right. Week nine slate of games. Uh, but first, Monday night football Chiefs win. Woohoo! Chiefs win 20 to, 20 to 17 against the Giants. They almost didn't. They almost, man, the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs don't look good. They really Let's don't. See here. Hold on. Pay attention to the ticker here. The ticker. Are we, are we ticker. getting close? The ticker. I don't know. It's Chiefs. 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 Green Bay. Chiefs. Green for, Bay. For the for for the people that aren't watching on YouTube and just listening to the podcast, this I saw this uh, this stat or this comment earlier this week. Green Bay plus two seventy because Aaron Rodgers out. Chiefs minus three forty five after they just barely beat the Giants. Hilarious. Carry on. But anyways, the Chiefs. The rest of the way, do not play a, a game against a team that has less than a 500 record. That is tough for the Chiefs to end the year, and they're sitting at what four and four and four, just Something a game like above yeah. the Colts. It's going to be tough for the Chiefs to make the playoffs if they don't yep. turn things around. Hey, it's it happened to Peyton Manning once, I think. Right after his rookie year, he didn't make it one time. Two thousand two. I oh think God. I don't know. We won a lot of AFC AFC <laughs> South championships. Yeah. All right. The, the winningest decade in NFL history was yeah, that 2000s Colts team. Hall of Famer. Uh, pick them standings. Just inching away. Here I go. Just a little bit at a time. 76-46, 62%. Andrew, 74 and 48 at 61%. Uh, I'm just going to pull away this week. Just mark it down. I'm going to be up another game or two, so... Um, no, we're making a comeback this week. That's for sure. Nope. And I've got one pick that's just going to seal the deal here. Uh, all right. Andrew, Jets versus Colts. Oh, shoot. I need to pull it up. I should probably actually make the picks. Jets versus Colts. Yeah. We both picked the Colts. Uh, who's next? The next game is the Browns at the Bengals. And I'm going to go Bengals here. I think the Bengals bounce back oh, yeah. from that embarrassing loss to the Jets. And the Browns with, with what's going on with Odell Beckham Jr., uh, I didn't put this in, a, in the NFL news, so we'll just say it here, that they the, the situation in Cleveland is that Odell Beckham Jr. was told today to basically go home and that he's not a part of the team anymore, and it was completely unexpected. So his representatives and the front office are working on either trying to release him or trying to work out something, but it doesn't look like Odell Beckham Jr. will be playing for the Browns anymore. Wow. Odell Beckham, future Colt. Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals as well. Uh, at home, bounce back. Yeah, seems like a Bengals win to me. Broncos at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. 
yeah, Dak's a full go. Dak will be back. And if not, they've got future Hall of Famer Cooper Rush that can lead him to victory. So either way, the Cowboys are all set. Yeah, they've got uh, Carson Wentz's stunt double. Um, Texans at Dolphins. Uh, I think the Dolphins, the team themselves, and and to attack by Loa is just going to destroy the Houston Texans uh, just as a, hey, we don't need your damn Deshaun Watson uh, touching our women in Miami. He can keep that shit over there in in, in Houston. Uh, So Dolphins. Allegedly. It's all alleged. He hasn't been convicted of anything. That doesn't mean that's not what the Dolphins are saying. Well, yeah, you're you're not wrong. I, I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins win as well. I don't. I think it's going to be a very very ugly game, but I think the Dolphins will win. Falcons at Saints, Andrew. Uh, no Jameis. I don't know if Taysom Hill's. But I don't even remember what ta- what's wrong with Taysom Hill. So, uh, Mister Trevor Simeon against the Falcons. You you, you back in the Falcons again? I. I'm not backing the Falcons because I would rather take Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill does look like we'll return this week. Okay. I would rather take Taysom Hill than I would the Falcons and just lose another game to you. Hey. Most honestly, it's probably because of all these Falcons losses that I am behind you in the standings. So I'm <laughs> off on the Falcons. Oh, maybe that was last year for sure. I'm going saints as well. Uh, Raiders at giants Raiders. I, the line is really close here. It is uh minus one thirty nine to plus one fourteen for the giants. I'm, I think this is a very obvious Raiders game. The Raiders have a lot going on, which we'll talk about here. At I the do end not care. Last story, but uh, the Giants, the Giants are just very, very injured. They're very, very injured. So I'm, I'm going with the Raiders as well. Uh, Patriots at Panthers. I am out on the Panthers officially. Patriots. Patriots look a lot better than I. Sam Darnold's going to see some ghosts. He probably will see some ghosts, and Mac Jones looks pretty good. So. I'm going Patriots. Bills at Jags. Man, the Bills have a very easy schedule, it seems. It seems like every week they just play a garbage team until they play the Titans and then they lose. So I'm going Bills, but I want to see the Bills actually play some good teams. Yeah, I'm on the Bills. Uh, Bet on Josh Allen for four-plus touchdowns if you can. Uh, Vikings at Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, pretty simple. Ravens. The Vikings couldn't beat the Dallas Cowboys with a backup quarterback last week, so I'm going Ravens all the way. Uh, I think if the Chargers were coming off a win against uh, and, and then playing the Eagles, I'd be a little more worried. But coming off of a loss, uh, I don't. And and after such a huge Eagles win, I don't think the Chargers slip up in this one. I'm going Chargers. I'm going Chargers as well. We're we're kind of rolling with each other today because I, I the Eagles did look good, but it was against the Detroit Lions, and I think uh, even though the Chargers started out hot, they came back down to earth. I think this is just a game that Justin Herbert wills them to win. Uh, Packers at Chiefs, Andrew. What do you got to make me pick first? I'm going with the Chiefs. I really am because I don't think Jordan Love, even though the Packers <laughs> defense is so bad. Uh, or, or not the Packers, but the Chiefs defense is so bad. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be able to will him to victory. So I, I would rather trust Patrick Mahomes than I do Jordan Love. Hey, I'm not trusting Jordan Love. I'm trusting that Packers defense, baby. Packers are going to go into Kansas City, get the W, Arrowhead this, you know. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get the win. I think Jordan Love gets it. I think uh, I think the Chiefs stink. I think the Chiefs stink. They did get a nice little addition in Ingram, uh, Melvin Ingram for the defensive line, but if he plays this week, I don't think it'll be much. Um, 
Yeah, Packers. Cardinals at 49ers. The line for this game is too too close. It is too close. Cardinals, easily. Yeah, Cardinals are an A.J. Green turnaround from being 8-0, and the 49ers are just abysmal at quarterback. That damn Xbox controller uh, powered down. Batteries died. (laughs) It wasn't like the – have you seen that one video where where Greg Jennings breaks his leg in Madden and still runs down the field and gets the touchdown? A.J. Green – AJ Green did not put the team on his back. He Damn let the team job. down. So, one of the most hottest hit safeties in the league. Such a great, such a great video. Cardinals all the way. Might be the greatest Madden video of all time. Wait, it is. It is the greatest. <laughs> Where's my mouse? There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, Cardinals. Oh God, that's not it. <laughs> I thought we were at the end. Uh, Titans, Rams, Rams. Yeah, I think the Titans. I think the Titans get a loss here. Uh, I'm going in the Rams. That's not just me hoping they lose because of the Colts, but I think it's gonna. Well, I do think they'll be fine with the loss of Derrick Henry. I think it's gonna take maybe a game or two to get used to it. And it's yeah. not like Adrian Peterson's gonna come out and light the world on fire after being off for. Wouldn't it be cool though? So many, so many weeks. I mean, light the world on fire, but hey, still get take that L. I'm going with the Rams. And I'm I'm also Rams. Bears at Steelers. I think the Steelers are better than the Bears. So I'm going Steelers. I do too. And I, I just think that that defense and that that line and that pass rush of the Pittsburgh Steelers is really gonna get after Justin Fields and, and it's gonna be a tough time for the rookie quarterback. So I'm going Steelers as well. What's your score for the Bears Steelers game? Ten to twenty. I'm doing fourteen to twenty. How about for the Titans Rams? 1737. Ooh, that's a big boy. I'm going th- 21 to 30, the Rams. All right. Who's going to score the most points? Bills. I, pu- I put Arizona. I think Arizona is just going to light it up. Who's going to score the least amount of points? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. Right now, Jamar Chase is the lead for rookie offensive player of the year. Oh, Easily, yeah, easily, Jamar Chase. All right, news around the league. This might be our <laughs> shortest show in history. Uh, trade deadline, Steelers edge Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs, as mentioned before, for a sixth-round pick. That was really the only big trade, so we don't really need to talk about the other trades. It was very quiet. Oh, we forgot to tell deadline. you guys about the, the, the trades the Colts made. And they that's the zero. list. There was some 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 guy on Twitter claiming to be a Dolphins insider. Mikey Sandy said that the Colts and the Dolphins were trading for Devontae Parker. Did not happen at all. So good job. Good job, old Mikey. Nice, nice breaking news there. Packers released Jalen Smith. Bring him home. <laughs> what do we gotta do, Jalen? Come home. You've got your you've got your cry eye cryo freeze plays. In Fort Wayne here, you got some business here. Come home. Your mama wants you to come home. I, th- I saw that he made like $200,000 and played like 17 snaps for Good the for, for the Packers or something like that. I, I could be completely off on that. But, yeah, Jalen Smith back on the market. Come home. Don't don't ask for a lot of money, but come home. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas announces there has been a small setback with his ankle injury, and he'll miss the rest of the season. Bullshit. Bullshit. Man, I- he literally tweeted at, who was it, just decided that they were going to take some time off of football recently. Who was that last week? Calvin Ridley? 
Yeah, Calvin Ridley, and he said some stuff. So I feel you, bro. This dude just doesn't want to play football for the Saints anymore, period. Yeah, it, it's, it could be a big possibility that Michael Thomas's tenure in New Orleans is over, and this offseason it's going to result in, in a trade or, or something to that effect. It just doesn't seem like the relationship is very good. Um, this is way worse than what, uh, John Gruden did. If you ask me, uh, this is, yeah, this is not, this is a very sad note to end the Las show. Las Vegas on. metropolitan. Well, we're not, we got some fun coming. Stuff. Well, yeah, Las Vegas, uh, metropolitan police confirm Raiders wide receiver. Henry Ruggs was the driver of a Corvette that crashed into another vehicle resulting in a death. Ruggs remained on the scene and showed signs of impairment. He'll be charged with a DUI resulting in death. Also, the death of a dog, by the way, killed a woman and her dog. He, I think, okay. I think I saw somebody's going like 150 mile an hour. So the investigation so far is that he, him, and his girlfriend were in his Corvette, and two around two seconds before the accident happened, he was driving at 156 miles per hour. They said at a time of impact, he was probably going around 127 miles per hour. Um, his blood, his blood alcohol content, his BAC was 0.16, which is double the legal limit in in Nevada. Um, and like you said, it, it ended in the death of a 23 year old woman. He's facing with that charge of DUI resulting in death. It's a it's a felony. He was also charged with reckless driving. So. It could be possible that Henry Ruggs is facing at least two to 20 years in prison for this. The Raiders have already released Henry Ruggs. Very, very sad situation, no matter how you look at it. I mean, not only it's especially the death of somebody in, in such a tragic accident. And, and then when you look to the football side of things, which really, really isn't that important, but Henry Ruggs had so much talent. And I thought he was, I think he was on his way to becoming one of the one of the good young wide receivers in this league. And now his career is pretty much over. Pretty sad. We're all sad situation all around. It's over. Um, let's move along to my segment. If I can find my audio here to a uh, little bad beats with Brandon. All righty. So I was going to try to do like, uh, Joe Burrow, two touchdowns or more. Uh, Josh Allen, two touchdowns or more. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Tom Brady, two touchdowns or more. And somebody else, two touchdowns or more. I can't remember. Who was the other one last week? Matt Stafford. Uh, and that made me some money last week, so I was going to hit that. Unavailable on the side I'm currently stuck with. Um, but... We do have a Never Gonna Win Parlay. 12 picks this week at plus $21,211. will win you $1,065.57. We got Chargers minus 124. We got Jonathan Taylor touchdown minus 225. Uh, New England Patriots minus 186. Green Bay Packers plus 270. That's right. I bet on it. Dallas Cowboys minus 480. Arizona Cardinals minus one at minus 110. Uh, yeah, ridiculous spread. One point. Uh, Miami Dolphins minus 305. Buffalo Bills minus 1115. Uh, LA Rams minus 360. Raiders minus 139. And the Baltimore Ravens minus 265. And last but not least, 
the Saints at minus 250. And that has been a wonderful rendition of Bad Beats with Brandon. Little good juju here. Man, I need to make me some money. I have been atrocious on my bets, but hey, I might actually win a futures bet because way back at the beginning of the NASCAR season, I put some good money on Chase Elliott to win the championship, and hey, he's in the championship four. So if he wins on Sunday, I'll be celebrating a little bit. He doesn't have to win. He just has to beat the other three, right? He has to beat the other three competitors, but ever since that NASCAR went to this format, the winner of this race has always been somebody in the championship four. So pretty much all the teams bring their best stuff. The other teams just kind of let them duke it out. So huh. with no, no Colts game on Sunday, I'll be able to watch the, watch the full race and see, see if old number nine can get, get the, uh, get the repeat. Let's go. Mr. Elliott two in a row. What, what'd you bet? What's the, what's on the line here? I don't know. I got to look. I don't, up. I cannot believe you're allowed to bet on your, your, your favorite driver when that's your quote unquote favorite sport. Uh, and it's okay to bet on him, but not on your football team. Yeah, because bad juju. It's bad juju for Chase Elliott, and you and you cast it on him in the beginning of the year. Listen, I've won a lot of bets on Chase Elliott. Yeah, it's because you bet him every weekend. He's going to win sometimes. <laughs> Let's see here. All right, while Andrew's doing that, don't forget, guys, go follow us uh, at a Colts Podcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Andrew's going to pull up his damn bet. So and, I bet uh, I bet bet uh sixty bucks to win two seventy. That's it. Not too bad. Not too bad. That's hey, it. We we don't we don't make huge bets. I'm balling on a budget here. We just bet for fun. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go get paid by my employer to uh, drink a little alcohol. Until next time. Until <laughs> tomorrow night. Go Colts. Go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.